You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Our whole thing was to play blues in small clubs, to get away from the whole big machine of being must be nice we're very grateful to be but in this huge fucking band man you know what i mean in the rock world we can we're in this big band and so it's nice to come for us and just have by the way total freedom and no pressure to jam on the stage yeah and write these songs that are just they don't have to be for the radio they don't have to be hit songs they can be written for people who like mushroom tea uh uh, it can be, I have a new song, by the way. It's called Skinny and the Mushroom Fairy. Wait do you hear it, Shane. It's fucking dope. <laughs> so, I guess I'm just going to fucking tell you because it's April Fool's Day and we don't normally broadcast on Thursdays. So here's your special announcement. Shannon Larkin, because he sold tens of millions of records, could do whatever the fuck he wants. And if you've not learned already from this show, that Shannon does whatever he wants and lives the world that he wants to live in. His own reality. His own yeah. reality yep. at all times. That he can even take over this show by sending me a text message to the extent of, do you do a show on April Fool's? <laughs> and then made me look at my, <laughs> like my calendar and then actually think to myself, to do do we, is it on a Sunday or is it on a Wednesday? It's on a Thursday! No! No, we don't this year! So, but this year is different. This year it's different because Shannon Larkin wanted it to be because we sing the blues for him. You want to talk about it, Siobhan? Well, so we joined Shannon Larkin's reality and decided yeah. that Thursday is the day we're going to have an episode. <laughs> and he decided to bring along with him Shane from the Apocalypse Blues Revival. We got to know a lot about how they met, like so many great stories from tours. Shane's the real the fucking deal, dude. Can we he just, just say that? He's smile. Never... He's like su such a happy dude, you know? Like, dude, I just... He's like the ultimate, like... He's, he said he's a surfer, but then he's also like, uh, he's a drum tech for Godsmack, but he's also like, uh, th that you know, and he fixes things, like they just drop little things, like, and then he just smiles at you and you feel better. You're like, guy, okay. And like then the, it's like, he's I like have the nothing most, to like, talk about. Yeah, he's like the feather in the wind. He's just like floating through life, living it up, doing his. Would you say he looks kind of like Jason Moma? Like he's he always he's got the long hair and the goatee like yeah no he, very he looks chill. very regal yeah. like like yeah. like like a Robert but, uh, Plant yeah this so this is just a kind of spur of the moment episode we didn't we didn't really plan much they just hopped on we shot the shit they're here to promote a uh, a new video for the Apocalypse Blues revival we talk all about it in the episode so let's just jump right into it here's Shannon and Shane from the Apocalypse Blues revival. Fuck it. I'm like this. So just whoever is, whoever is on point is talking is who I see. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Shano. What's up, buddy? Yeah. 
<laughs> so do we want to jump into this fucking ridiculousness and just see what kind of insanity just comes comes out with the apocalypse? Well, I know that I I talked to Tony Rombola today about you, Benny Goodman. Uh oh. He said it was all lies. Uh oh. Yeah, you know, I think uh I'll say right here on twenty twenty, man, you wanna wanna play on our next record. We'd love I'm... to have, play the keys. Nice. He's going to cry. Yeah, <laughs> I heard a little bit about this. I heard some whispers. Well, hold on. I actually, it's funny you guys, you say that because I want to let you know, and Shane, you should take notes. I write all of my vocal melodies. Well. A lot of oh. so, check so check this out. Hold on. Here's where I've been working. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jesus, Benny. Benny, we can't hear it. <laughs> we can't hear it, Benny. You can't hear it? it, it yeah, no, it's like going, muted, it's like yeah, muting a little. Oh, playing. I'm probably causing it to limit. I was actually playing Voodoo by Godsmack. I figured <laughs> it out in the melodica. But clearly it's not funny when you can't hear me. That's just weird, dude. It's like triggered <laughs> drums. That was like triggered drums. You don't like me blowing into the keyboard? That's how I make it sound so good. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're in. We're in now, so let's just, let's just do it. Corey, start <laughs> it. Oh, you want me to start it? Yeah, okay, we've been man. April Fool's. Start that shit, Corey. Yeah, this, is this happening? This wasn't it's happening. happening. Yeah. It's a Shane, fucking buckle in. It's happening. Like, <laughs> this is like now. This is, this, is by, this is by no means a professional podcast. We're just None. flying by the skin of our pants or whatever the, oh. the saying is. <laughs> the stain is upset. Welcome. Welcome to 2020. My name is Corey Pays. I'm here as always with my cohorts in crime. And something just beeped. I don't know. Uh, but Benny Goodman and Siobhan Cronin. What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. I'm excited to be here today. Our yes. episodes are getting really fun. Yes, yes. We're, we're, there's no rules anymore. It's just, you know, immediately off the rails. But uh, super special program. This is the April Fool's edition. We don't usually do shows on Thursdays, but... What the hell? Let's just go for it. We are uh, blessed to be joined by one of our favorite guests of all time, Shannon Larkin. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to be back. Yeah, Hello. and happy to introduce for the first time, Shane Hall. How you doing, man? Doing great. Nice to see you guys. Good to These see guys you. are, uh, you know, in a little band called the Apocalypse Blues Revival. Little band. And... Uh, <laughs> We're super pumped. They had something special that they wanted to tell everyone. So we'll we'll kind of hand it off to you guys real quick, and then we'll jump into some sort of chaos. That uh, yeah, what's I'm happening? Because sure. I got a message from Shannon that basically said, "Look, guys, do you? This is the text message. This is how it started. Do you do shows on April first? First off, I'm a guitarist. I don't even know what fucking day it is now. Nevertheless, when April first is or when my show airs, because we don't do it fucking live. So I go and look on my calendar, call my mom, have her decipher it for me, and I'm like, no, we don't do shows on a Thursday. But for you, Shannon, you can Anything. tell the world, fuck you, through our show that doesn't happen on this day because you just invented it. So thank you. Hey, that's why I love this show, man. I tell you what, <laughs> 2020 was a was a weird year that you know we we wanted to get our record out in 2020 and it caused a lot of problems for us as far as like we ended up self-releasing it because the label couldn't do it at that time and all this and uh but in the end i think that uh the year will be remembered obviously forever and we can say we put our first revival record out in 2020 and so 
The apocalypse. You know, we, it was the apocalypse, and you put it out during the, the apocalypse. Of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, is that not like a sign from God? If there I is agreed. a God, agreed. I tried to. I tried to to explain that to the label why it had to come out in 2020 because it's apocalypse man <laughs> but uh but as as the business was you know so we ended up putting it out ourselves so what we're doing and even though it's april fool's day it's not there's no big april fool's joke or anything going on we're actually going to show you our new video where no one will miss me when i'm gone and it's a cool song about uh that shane and i wrote the lyrics to about you know passing into the next other side the next side uh but coming back so it's not like the final thing of going and dying and being so wait the- is this like if you were like to go underwater be frozen for five minutes and then like i pump all the water out of you we do some mouth to mouth and then we defibrillate you and then you come back <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that in there being cryogenically it's, it's frozen and then revived. Shane, tell us about it what the fuck is going on what does this mean tell me more what he was just saying there's a it's a transcendent song about stepping through and uh yeah like the insecurities of your soul being opened up to another reality when you actually strip away fear and stand in that moment who knows what you're gonna see how big were your eyeballs when you were writing these lyrics like how did you look like (laughs) Uh, i feed off of shannon (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we wrote, we wrote these together, man. Like there's one of the, another one of the songs that Shane and I worked a lot when we were on Scott's Mac tour in Europe, you know, and we were, uh, it was really cold and, and, you know, we, it was a weird tour of like, you know, small rooms and, you know, and, and travel, the travel was weird. Everything was really strange for me. You know, I was having problems at home with my, sister having cancer my mom was sick with copd right so this was one of those songs that i you know if people sometimes are on the fence of whether we're blues or not this is a true blues song Mm -hmm. and you know and it came from uh from being very sad Hmm. for me and then shane enlightened me on this we started talking about dying and so this song is very funereal and i always imagined like you know, when you go to funerals, funerals are a drag. And like, so when you end up there, you know, that you try and be, you know, as, as happy as possible to celebrate the life of this person, but everybody's fucking really sad, you know? And then they always have these like really candid seeming photos, you know, of, of the person that died, you know, like up on a board or, you know, they, and there's photos. And so, you know, on the new video we did for the song, I wanted to make it kind of like that. Um, with, and so I picked a bunch of like old pictures of, of Shane. I found a couple of Shane and Chewy as his dog and uh, and a couple of him and I in Europe. You know, we would go out and just walk around in Europe and take selfies in front of like, you know, fantastic architectural uh, masterpieces. Yeah. Uh, and um, but uh, so this video has a lot of cool like I, I used an old shot of Rambola when we first were doing the band and. And I, you know, we had Godsmack off for a while. So I, I talked Tony into letting his hair grow. And, you know, he grows an afro. The dude can grow. <laughs> it's, sick. It's, it's sick. It's so rad. Look, like, I always like, you know, dude, that should be your look or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so I had a couple. I put those in a video and it was funny because Tony, you know, he, 
he didn't even see the video till a couple of days ago. And I showed, I showed him it. And as soon as he saw it himself, he's like, Oh my God. Dude, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's so good. So it's a cool video. I think, you know, people that know us will, will like it a lot because this one, you know, we're just doing lyric videos because there's no real platform to spend $30,000, make a video or whatever to us sure. anyway, yeah. in this genre, you know? And so we were like, you know, we can do lyric videos. And I found this dude through my bro uh, from Snot, Mikey Doling, Channel Zero, dude. And we've had uh, him on the show. Oh, yeah, we love we talked Mikey. to him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's he's awesome. a stud. <laughs> he's the king, man, is what he is. And he's like a songwriting machine. I love that guy. But um, so he turned me on to this guy, David Provan. He's made all of our lyric videos. We did, uh, I think this is the fifth one. I went crazy. They're because out there, man. They're, they're, they're very uh, mind-bending. I was telling, <laughs> I was telling Shane, dude, I was getting flashback when I was watching your shit the other night. I was like, dude, like, I like looked at the screen, but then I looked away and it was like still moving. I'm like, what's going on? No, even just listening, like sonically, is so like interesting and like vibey. Yeah, it's, it's hard to categorize it for sure. But yeah, so many elements. Very cool. You've listened in headphones? Yeah, well, I was listening on monitors actually, so I guess not headphones, but my studio. Are you in monitors. the sweet spot? Probably <laughs> not, because you know I'm bad with setups. But <laughs> from where I was sitting, it still sounded good. So we should we should give a quick plug. So the uh, theapocalypseblueswrevival.com. dot uh, You guys can check out you know the, the previous music as well as I'm um, sure as of today, April first, which is totally April first right now. Uh, you can check out the new the new track. No one will miss me, which uh, we're super and excited. And we're gonna have to a hear. link to the video, so yeah. you can basically just ignore the rest of the show if you find us a bunch of shenanigans <laughs> and just say fuck it. Let's listen to the music. These guys fucking suck. April turn fools, up, fuck you guys. And turn up the bass. There's an 808 on there that makes your car go. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm giving away my car, by the way. So I test. No one will miss me when I'm gone in there for the 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 base. Why so do you, uh, was, you're giving away your car. I'm going to give away my car. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's jump into that. I'm a little impressed that a singer has a car. Wait, you have a car like that. We'll, and talk, about later. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. I, but, we'll get into it later. <laughs> we'll get into it later. Go on about no one will miss. And Shannon's on the, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Show him a picture of the Riviera, dude. I know you got one. Show him. Uh, it's a podcast. Okay, we'll just we'll, we'll go we into keep fucking, talking. We'll fucking go back and forth between topics. They, the Shabon, we can do whatever I gotta the fuck grab you guys my fucking, I gotta grab my phone. So talk about. But anyway, right, so I'll just to, no. There's an 808 on Miss. No one okay. will miss me. Everybody needs to know that. So right. the song. Boom. It <laughs> fucking it. feels good. That's all where, I'm saying. Where the Dre my beats phone headphones and, and make sure you got the 40 hertz blasted. Oh yeah, yeah. EQ. It it's a doo doo no. Let me go grab my phone. And dude, so check it out, Benny. In the studio, you know, when we were laying down the 808, uh, so I, I got the 808 sample and, and, you know, the dude had a drum machine in, in the studio and showed me a bunch of 808 samples, right? And so, and none of them were like as long as I wanted it to really hang, you know what yeah. I mean? And so we stretched it, you know, you can stretch that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Corey knows. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to build a lot of this stuff right now. I'm taking a class and we had to build an 808. So I, I totally appreciate you like I hear a lot of it. Did it start with a 707? <laughs> well, I think it's no, cool. Building it with, yeah. It's another, it's another wonder and all feeling for me because like putting an 808 in a traditional blues song, is another. I was just going to say, you know, so when you guys yeah, are writing, when you guys are writing, do you, are you, are you, 
you're not obviously not constraining yourselves to the, the standard blues setup. Do you guys just kind of go with whatever you're feeling? Like, do you have any limitations or, or kind of like rules that you put in place when you're writing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at that guy. You think there's any rules? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of giving you the layup there. I figured you'd go off on that. <laughs> I like that. So like, don't knock on my door like the police. That's all I ask. No, it's I great. Do. It's unpredictable. I mean, that's awesome. No. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll do things in production producing it or whatever like purposely against i think the grain of traditional blues people would do and it's not because i don't love traditional blues it's just that i think that you know you have to use your influences with everything and you know with i don't know the stones and all the the who and all the greatest early 70s 60s and 70s bands were all influenced by the blues and all obviously you know molded their whole thing but they made rock and roll out of it so that's all coming going so many times as well as the whole punk rock thing and you know we're in our i'm in my 50s and so i went through a lot of the different genres and to come back now and try and be traditional blues to me would be like flogging a dead horse you know mm -hmm. and so if i can try and defibrillate it put different things in there man <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I heard a lot of different things because here's well, here's what Shane. I like about it is that Shane. I can hear. Wait, I can Ben, hear Ben, he's trying to. Oh, okay, sorry. Shane, I want to talk to Shane for a second. Shane, what? You should. I put a, a new stereo in my six four, dude, and you should hear it in there. I tell you what, man, I got the baddest ass stereo now ever in my car. Where I believe you. It's fucking crazy. You're six four Impala, and it's a six four Impala. Yeah, but it, you know. It, and it's old and it's not like it's cherry inside or it's, 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 it's a driver. What are you talking about? Stop downplaying your car. Well, I just want you to know, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller, but you got the six, four Impala. <laughs> this oh, is man. a six, four Riviera. Can you see it? Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. There okay, it is. Yep, here it, is wow. Oh my God. There's a pretty girl with it right there. Yeah. That's, well, I imagine you should have a pretty girl if you're driving that. Well, hold on a second. Here's another one. Yeah, it, it's got the... Whoa. I, it it lays it out. Away? It's on airbags. <laughs> I'm giving it away. Here you go. He's Wait, so, okay, so why? What is, what's the what's the story <laughs> behind this? Is an this? April Fool's joke on us? It's, yeah, this yeah. isn't an April Fool's joke. We're going to sign really? and number 300 records. We're going to sign and number them. One through 300. And then you'll, I had a shirt. We got a shirt made that has that car on it. And uh, I've been going through making sure it's solid car. It's a 1964 Buick Riviera. It has a 65 grill in it. It's one of a kind. It's on airbags. It's, it's bitching. So we decided we wanted to get real fans, want our record, want our signatures on it. We're only doing 300 of them. And the vinyl's just about to come out. It's a limited edition splatter vinyl that's sick. So... We'll sign them, number them, and then when we sell those 300 records, there's going to be a golden little ticket. There's not going to be a ticket in the record. We'll okay. do a drawing, and whoever has that numbered record that's signed is going to. We'll do it live on the thing. They're, they'll say, "Hey, that's mine." Oh, and there's Shannon, six four Impala. That's wow. I signed records, so <laughs> cool. Count me. Well, you're in. Well, yeah, you're in. I'm You'll in. get a shirt and a record. I'm not giving that away. He's not, not giving, giving that one away. away. <laughs> He's not giving that one away. 
Mine no, will go away. No, I'd buy. No, dude, I'd buy. First off, everyone that's listening should fucking buy a record because I don't want yes. things for free from people, especially when it's music. I value music. I'm from a time when, like, when you gave me something, like a CD or something, I'd be like, oh my God, they took the time to, to make this and press the thing or give me a tape or whatever. Like, now, like, people are, don't appreciate that sort of thing. I buy records. I buy the fucking limited editions. I like the signed stuff. I frame them and I download them and listen to them on my phone and then like display them because I appreciate it. And I think it's the best way for people to support a band because when bands do that, records are expensive. People don't even realize how much it costs a band um, to make records. You know what I mean? This. Vinny, yeah. Shannon thought that through to a fucking T. Like I'm new to this shit. You know, I, I'm new <laughs> and I, I'm fine with that. But when he did this record, when he timed it all out, the whole purpose was to touch on that 70s, like that we wanted it on vinyl. It could only be so long. So there were other songs. There's a, I mean, we have a fucking cache of material. I mean, you're in the band now, I guess. So you should start <laughs> figuring this shit out. But it's still blues, right? Oh, Tony, Tony, Dude. Didn't, uh, Tony didn't say you can be in the band. Uh -oh. Hold on, listen. I want, I want, I want Tony Rumbola to know that I love you, and I think you're great, and your <laughs> tone stop is unparalleled. Him off, yeah. No, first off, I want you to know I've He's watched his rig for years. Hold on, no, He's I'm serious. Star. I've watched his rig for a year. That guy, I'm so jealous of him because he does everything I would do if I had a, a tech. Because he's got like five, at least back in the day, had like five awesome amps. He's got like a VHT and a diesel and a vintage Marshall. And I'm just like, I hate you for having such awesome stuff. All perfectly sound, but, but sounds like, perfect. Yeah. In the, uh, in the apocalypse, he uses <laughs> sweet Fender twins and Fender reverbs, man. He's got, you know, the vintage ones though, you know, that he's. Dude, the tones in his fingers he could play through a fucking sear silver tone it'll fucking sound awesome <laughs> oh true. Yeah. true 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 but but there is something to say like you know we had eric gales uh come out and jam with the swans he's like a legendary blues guy that's oh well, people don't know you should go youtube eric gales because that dude is like if Jimi hendrix had like a fucking child on roids who did a bunch <laughs> of fucking cocaine and played crazy <laughs> That's Eric Gales. That guy yeah. is fucking, he should not, he's like the Ingve Malmsteen of blues. Interesting. That's true. He has definite speed, but he's also, you know, a very slow hand and can play the blues like nobody's business, you know. He's and, disgusting um, in, in every way. Yeah. And he sings like a motherfucker too. Oh my God, dude. I mean, he played on our first record, you know, and, uh, and you know, we, we flew him in with his wife. We got them the required bottle of Jack Daniels and two bottles of red wine. That's blues. And one song. And, and Eric, and we'd never met him. He, he came in and Tony had met him. I think, uh, uh, briefly, like maybe online even or somewhere at something, but never in person. And, um, and so Eric Gales comes in, man. And this motherfucker, he, he, he picks his left-handed strat. You know what I mean? He picks that thing up. He's sitting down, you know, roll the track and right away he starts it with a melody lead boom 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 and in the beginning of this song that we had the tower it's called and then fuck dude when he when it got to the lead section and he he was doing like little wows and shit like that in with the with the vocals everything was recorded except he saved eric so that he could hear the whole thing and they play with the singer and all that shit and uh when it got to the lead section, 
he started playing, man, and he's very animated. Um, am I unstable right now? No, you're. I, no. Sign is, I mean, are you talking emotionally uh, or as far as the camera? We're captivated. We're captivated. Yeah, we're sitting here waiting. Eric Gales is making the blues faces. Go on. You can hear a pin drop in this room. No, and then all of a sudden on my screen, my computer screen, it says your 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 internet is unstable, and I'm thinking I'm unfucking stable. So anyway, <laughs> so he goes in, he starts into the lead man, and then he fucking shreds this one part. Boom! He came down and threw both his hands up in the air like this, and buckets. And so you know the engineer stopped the tape, stopped the tape. He said. And Eric Gales jumped up onto his feet, hands in the air. Did you hear that? Did you fucking hear that? Roll the fucking tape. Roll the fucking tape from where I stopped. And fucking he had to jump up and applaud himself. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Then, oh, my God. Then I envy he, that level of confidence. We were, like, we were literally, literally all laughing. And he was laughing when he did it. He was like, did you fucking, did you hear that? Oh my God! You know, roll that shit, and and so you know he started punching them right at the end of this this awesome thing that he did, and he proceeded to just you know even play better, and I, we were and that was it. That was it for whatever it was. All him flying in and doing this one song, he did one take and stopped it in the middle to say how great it was, and that that's fucking Eric Gales, man. That dude rules. What a story! Oh my God. Our sax player is pretty good. Cool. I don't know why we got Eric Gales. I forget what I was saying in the first place that made me bring Eric Gales up. Well, I'm curious to hear how the two of you met, you you and Shane, Shannon. Like, how? T- tell cool. us a little bit about the backstory of you guys coming together, and you know, so tell we can him, fill Shane. the listeners in. There's two sides to that story. There's two sides to that story. I well, remember I you start, and then you know. Well, look at me and then I'll interject when you think I should say something. <laughs> okay, we're going to try that. <laughs> but I can't only see you. I can't see you when um, you're not talking. But I see you right now. So let's hold on just a second. Everything well, is hold good. On, hold on. Hold on, y'all. Because I can see all my boys and girls right here on the right. You should have that set up to where you can see all of I us. Can, I can see. I can. I see Benny in red. He's got We tried red. earlier. We said to swipe, but maybe he can't get it on the, ah, the device i'm sure i could you know but it's better are we having fun is everything cool <laughs> yeah all cool i don't yeah, know yeah, I, I, think, see her I think shannon's really, unstable it's nice to see her it's nice the, to the, see benny the computer's been him. saying shannon's unstable so i'm very concerned it's april 4th <laughs> i don't know if it's fucking with us or if shannon's <laughs> fucking with us or if it's this fucking acid i just took well there could be a little bit of that what are you smoking right there benny a, a little bit of the dabs <laughs> this is a regular I don't occurrence feel so bad about show. my red wine though. <laughs> oh, no, it's about red cheers get all flush scotch okay and she's drinking a truly yeah i think he'd kick me off the show if i was drinking a truly that no, would this, be I, I, I normally ridiculous. i'm with you i'm normally having the red wine but i've run out so this is my last resort yeah. this is not first choice hey, no but it's, it's fine good to stay hydrated when you're woman, drinking so that's it's classy. <laughs> Anyways, so if you want my side of the story to start, and then I'll cue like Shannon. It's it's very. There, well, it's all. We, all, all we can all learn the keys. Watch Wayne's World taught us. So it goes five, four, three, and no matter what, we'll all do it together. So Shannon will know. 
So you you do your story, but when you're ready, five, four, three. Oh, I'll try. I'll try that. You gotta. <laughs> we'll figure uh, it out. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know. We were just saying we're, we were gonna. We both tell the story. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon's waiting. <laughs> I was working. I, uh, I I came up in Seattle, right? And uh, it's funny because I had a chance years ago to try out, like, to sing in a project band that had like a star drummer um, who his name was Dave Cruzen and was just out of Pearl Jam. And two of my friends were in a band with him called Diamond Star Halo, and they were like, "You should try out to sing, right?" Because I've been singing my whole life. I just never really like. You know, you're kind of waiting to find what your thing was. Well, I was 20. I was, I was a little younger, a little wilder, probably wasn't quite prepared for the gig, a little insecure on it, and I didn't try. So what ended up happening was I started teching for the band because I was going to be a, a front of house. I was going to run sound, do backstory shit until I found my little angle to jump in to this, you know, to show what I thought I could do, whatever that means. So that band, you know, so Dave Cruzen was playing for Diamond Star Halo, who then uh, there was a whole history with that band. The singer I knew, they had drama, boom, band exploded, as many bands do. They were, you know, kind of in that Seattle scene. I was working for a production company called NAF Productions, who Mark Nafisi runs front of house at the time for Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Hell. And I was there pushing fucking cases and trying to get my way up there. But inside of all that, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty big personality and I wasn't seeing my life going where I wanted to. And me and Naf kind of, eh, well, fuck you, fuck you. Well, we, we for friends later, but one of those things. So didn't really fly that way. I ended up in backline. Well, then I go in that band with like Dime Star Halo. I watched Dave Cruzman, who is a fucking monster drummer, right? Like I've never seen and understood the, the, the value of what was brought to a musical thing by what the drummer was and i fell in love with drums like i was like jesus christ so i became i was doing front of house and i ended up getting on stage because that's a whole nother story because kevin martin from candlebox was in the crowd and told bo bly the singer of this diamond star halo band that i had too much effects and shit and he was crazy so he lost his fucking mind and said you ruined our fucking band there was fucking people there and i was like i'm never doing front of house again fuck you well, I wait, hold up- on. Does this is this a giant sound guy like <laughs> joke? Because I feel like this is every sound guy's joke. Like you broke up Candlebox, dude. Like we were no, on it stage, wasn't. Wasn't we broke up Diamond Star, whatever. And the guy from Candlebox showed up and like fucked exactly. you because you want to know what? You took out the mids. I couldn't hear my backing vocals. The you fucking the yeah. mix was bullshit. And then I walked off stage and I punched that dude in the face. Right, no, no, that happened. There was a fight. You know, he tried to fight <laughs> no, me. No, I've seen the this story. I've been in this it was, story. It was called the weathered wall, and I was mixing from a place that was up in the fucking ceiling. So <laughs> it wasn't my fault. But either way, my, my ego was bruised, but I stayed with the band, and, he, and, and I ended up moving in with Dave Cruzen for a while, and I really like got into drums, and the way that he had his setup was like, he plays different, right? So the point is, is that, I got a fixation for a fucking amazing drummers, the best drummers in the world. I've only sat oh, with no, 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 no. geniuses like the drummer that's now in my band. Oh, yeah. The fuck, like I, and there's a there's a history to that of what I learned by you know I've got to sit behind Shannon Larkin for 17 years. I've seen him play in 
I, we, we've gone through some amazing live situations and there's not a, there's not another dude that touches what that guy does uh, um, emotes his life behind a drum kit. So that, you know, it's a blessing for me. Like the fact that I'm in this band is part of a, don't like, tell that to kiss. Uh, well, you know, the drummer, the drummer is the, the fucking backbone. And there, and I say that I learned that from Dave Cruzen who, you know, listen to Pearl Jam 10. Pearl Jam 10 doesn't tell you about the, what a fucking, fucking awesome great drummer, drummer does. Then, then you don't know well, what you're Also, I will say something about Dave Cruzen. That guy is, is, is the best, best, best one and done motherfucker on the planet. He goes in, <laughs> he, he fucking like for, for, for debut albums. He's like, I'll do Pearl Jam 10. Doesn't even make it past the first for, to the record. Fucking biggest record on the planet. He's like, oh, I'll do Candlebox, Candlebox. On that no, record. he didn't do Those that. Are, no, no, that, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Did, he didn't do that, that one. He, he did Happy Pills. He did Happy Pills. And that's happy how I met pills. That's how I met Shannon. I met Shannon because happy pills. He, he recorded Happy Pills. I put my whole life in a fucking storage unit and jumped in a van and drove down to L.A., stayed in Duff McKeegan's house while Candlebox was doing uh, From Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Yeah. The first time I met him. So I was like, <laughs> and, and I was committed. I just said, fuck it. I drove a sport bike and I told Dave, I go, I'm coming down there and I'm going to do that record with you. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where we're staying. I don't know. I go, I'm coming down there. You don't have to pay me shit. I put all my stuff in a storage unit and threw my bike in a, in a one-way rental van and said, I'll run, I'll get whatever. Cause I already knew Kevin Martin again from diamond star halo. <laughs> you see? So there was all kind of leaning so towards you're like that. Kevin Bacon wow. is what you are. So Kevin Martin is really just like an example for Kevin Bacon. You're the Kevin Bacon of it all. No, well, you, you, the, I it's could give you another story about the you. It's, there's a lot of six degrees, but we're really getting to how I met Shannon. And that was what I'm saying is there was a candle box story that when Shan, when Dave Cruz and the one and done quit in the middle of a tour, I, I'm on, I'm on the best tour at that time. I was on a bus tour. We're talking an hour, like 97, 98. I'm out. I'm having the best fucking time of my life. All right. It was wonderful. Candlebox was playing in little smaller, warm theaters. You pull up to the front people that were out there, they loved the band. Okay. There was fun. It was rock. It was fun. And I'm not going to go into all that. So then Dave leaves the band. He quits in the middle of a tour. And I was like, Holy shit. What the fuck? You know, it's not it, those times there wasn't full sale. You don't just get on tour with anybody. You network, you had to know what you were doing. And at this time I wasn't even like, you know, my trying to be a singer or be anything like I'm just survival of the, of a roadie now, you know, like uh, I'm mm -hmm. living a good life. All my shit's in storage. I want to stay on the road. And <laughs> uh, so cruising leaves the band, Kevin Martin, who's known me a long time was hunting for drummers and said, talk to Shannon. And he, you know, and he, and Shannon will tell you, it's funny. Cause uh, you know, uh, probably let me Corey. take over. Let me take over. Hold on, hold on. We got to do it. Five, Corey, okay. Corey, Javon. Let's do it. Five, four. <laughs> okay, Shannon. <laughs> Thank you, Javon, for the for the beautiful counting. <laughs> uh, Brought to you by Noah's Arcade. I have a different memory of that, and and I mean, I while Shane was coming talking to cruising, maybe I was cruising disappeared, and. uh he didn't like quit the band. They never heard from him again. He disappeared. And so they fucking 
they were managed by the same guy, John John Reese, that managed my band Amen that I was in at the time. <laughs> what do you mean disappeared? So like we, they were on tour like and just they, they just couldn't like find him? He walked off. I'm yeah, telling just you, he disappeared. He, he left and went, but didn't say anything to anybody. And it probably had to do with, you know, drugs <laughs> or alcohol. I don't know. But I love fucking Dave Cruz and Anna Drums. And that Happy Pills record, to me, is Cannabox's best work. And his drumming on the song Happy Pills should be in the top fucking 10 in a rock song. It's amazing. It's one of the coolest things I've played. Anyway, so respect to Dave Cruz. But but there was no calling Shannon or whatever. I, I had to try out for that. And Martin was, Kevin was freaking out because all of a sudden they're drummer and they're trying to get a hold of him. They, you know, call his number, leave message, message, message. He never returned a call. They, he just disappeared, went on a bender wherever he fucking went. That's the truth. And, um, and then I, I got the call from my manager saying, Hey, and we had just finished recording a record and had like a three month time period where they set the shit up and the label has to, you know, you got a three month thing. And Reese is like, look, man, they're, these guys, their drummer disappeared. They got a tour in two weeks. They need a drummer now. You know, uh, would you do it if if you you have to audition? And I'm like, I I was like, yeah, I like Cannonball. I you know, I didn't even have any of the records, but I knew all their hit songs from the radio. And um, and I said, yeah, sure, why not? How much? You know what I mean? I was poor. I was in this band. A man, we were poor. I'm like, how much are they paying or whatever? I don't know what it was, but. I said, fuck yeah. And so, um, and I go and like, I, I didn't even like, we, we jammed and, uh, and it was, the rest is awesomeness. You can pick back up Shane, but I just wanted to say that, you know, it happened. I it could have been like, I had to win that job. You know, they auditioned people for that. You know, I didn't know that there was an audition for it. I mean, I just, all I know was that, I was like, didn't know what was going to happen with me. And then Kevin said, or That's I right. remember being in this apartment and he's like, Kevin had told Shannon, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. He got the gig and he goes, I don't know if you uh, have a drum tech or not, but we got a guy we like. And of course, Kevin being a smart ass says to him, he ain't the sharpest tool in the shed or something like the brightest <laughs> ball. Some bullshit like that to fucking fuck with me. Well, if they if you don't want a drum tech that's this Bernie's bulb because then they know God, better maybe, and not be a drum maybe tech. Maybe he was trying to upsell me. I don't know, but that pissed me off for a long time. I was like, what the fuck is Kevin saying? I'm stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> merge and shit. And listen, man, this shit happened, man. I thought he said he'll never lie, but no, he Kevin, also said he'll never try. So I'm confused. No, Kevin, no, Kevin Martin said, uh kept like he goes, Hey man, you know, because I, I won the gig or whatever. And it was funny because I couldn't even play Dave Cruzen's Happy Pills, which the main beat was written by Kevin Martin, who's also a, a good, good. He's drummer. a good drummer. He's a drummer. He was the original drummer in Candlebox, was he not? Uh, well, I, he was. He, the, it was, uh, and then the guy I think did he pass uh, like O O D or something, and he stepped up to the plate. That's what I, 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 I that's how I remember it in my stoner brain as a child. I don't know, but um, I do know that Kevin showed me how to play happy pills. And I was frustrated at first. He goes, well, you better know how to play. Cause it's our, it's our single right now. So, and I go, well, shit. And then he goes, <laughs> and you know, he said, he goes, cause he wrote the drums for you too. And he goes, play that song. It's, you know, it's for you. And then I went and he goes, just play that beat into the happy pills beat. 
try that. And I went, doosh to doon to bap boom doon doon to doon to bap doon to doon to bedun doon to doon to doon to bedun. I was like, oh fuck, there it is. The one and one and two and one and two and three. And ah. Anyway, Kevin Martin, they rule. So we get so Kevin Martin says, Hey man, you got a drum tech. At the time, like I said, I was in poor in this band, amen, and we didn't have our own crew or anything. And um and I said, no. And he goes, yeah, I got this dude. He's great tech and he's really big hearted dude. You know, he's not the brightest ball, but. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> the poor thing. <laughs> and I was all, uh, and I laughed. Ooh, Captain and, uh, Martin. No, no, no. Because that's Kevin Martin humor. Because years <laughs> later, you know, I, and I busted him out and told Shane and Shane fucking went to Kevin. No, I'm not the brightest ball or short stool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i had to like i said like i love kevin martin to the <laughs> to the moon and back dude i'm telling you i like even part of that story what brings me to shannon was when i got the camel box gig i was after that happy pills record and and kevin was there and he's like they they called me smoky because i'd fucking smoke weed non-stop right oh so they're like smoky smoky <laughs> it was at the time of you know so he goes smoky you're going to sell merch and do drums. And he was like, I'm going to pay you 500 bucks a week. Are you in? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's where that went. And yeah. then, so when Dave leaves and all that shit happens and I don't know all that drama, I'm waiting for the next tour. And I find out Dave's gone. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Uh, you know? So then Shannon, I do a phone interview with, with Shannon. We What's did that. A, I don't know if he remembers. Can we, can we like, relive this phone interview? Because I want to know what an interview there, with, with Shannon. No, I know. I it, know, Siobhan. I know. It was, dude, we, we bullshitted for like 45 minutes, like about snowboarding and music. And it was like super about first. You know, oh, yeah. You know, I think we're going to talk so about are you a packed powder guy. Or are you more of like, let's go over to Utah and see what's going on at the top of the mountain with like, the helicopter. Yeah, well, he did whole snowboard tours with ugly kid Joe and shit. So we, we were talking about, I think I had just been up in Whistler with Kevin. So we, yeah, we were talking powder and yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Anyways, we talked for like 45 minutes and then he's like, back. Ah, yeah, sounds good. Let's, let's do this. And uh, then I went out on the road with him and then my eyes, I, my whole brain was peeled back when I'd seen this guy play live. I'm like, was that even fuck? Is that even fucking possible? Because you know you sit there on the hi hat side, and we were playing, you know, and I'd never seen anything like it. Well, you know, for Puffy, Puffy's hi hats on the other side, so it depends on what drummer you're talking about. <laughs> and we all know how important Puffy is, do we not, Shannon Larkin? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Fuck the yeah, man. we do. It's on the other side, just like Mike Mangini, because he's also a freak of. Yeah, yeah. Of- well, that's it. <laughs> That was the story. So what, what, what tour was that that you went out with? Was this after? Happy sorry. Pills. Okay. Happy Pills. Happy Pills, yeah. But what year does that put us? Because I don't yeah. know. I'm on a bunch of Happy Pills, so I don't <laughs> remember what day it is. 1998. Dude, I think I saw you guys in 98 was when I saw Candlebox because they came and played Loco Bazooka. And I remember Kevin wasn't wearing any shoes. That's what he I never mean. did. He had long, beautiful. Then you know it's true. He did have beautiful hair. Yeah, he looked. Like, I was like, this is the most hippie looking dude I'd ever seen. And I've been waiting since '92 to see Candlebox, and they played Loco Bazooka, and I it was a it was a, a, a dream come true. We had Dan Hartwell, who was the guy who put that festival together. But that was the first time I saw them was in 1998. Ass, it was a badass band. 
Yeah, a Bobby Spider on guitar. What? What you said, Bobby Spider on guitar and Rob Reddick on bass. Oh, yeah. and uh, and fucking Peter Clett. <laughs> that was dope. That dude Peter Clett's a star. He is a player, boy. I love him. Mm. So that's that's how you guys connected for the first time and really got introduced to each other, right? Yeah, yeah then we took together. And yes. then at the end of this, I'll say this part. At the end of the fucking Cannabox thing, because I didn't join Cannabox, you know, I had to spend a man, the same management or whatever. So Cannabox had to, you know, go on after my my band fired up our first record. And so, you know, so they were in kind of, they didn't know what they were going to do at that point because they were near the end, I guess, of the touring. Who knows? But I do know that I said to Shane, well, shit, man, we have our first record coming out. We were on Roadrunner. We had a fucking tour with Slipknot and Machine Head, all this shit coming up. And I said, you know, you need, are you busy? You know, you want to be my tech and come to Amen? And anyway, he came with me. And then, you know, we ended up literally touring the world together. And Amen didn't have money. So Shane, we had to room with the Roker, the band. And so Shane and I literally lived together for like literally five, six years in this punk rock environment of a gang style environment too, with a leader and everything that, and lots of just craziness, drugs and alcohol and blood. Chaos. And chaos. <laughs> Casey chaos, you know. Can you bring us to a moment in time where you like woke up and you're like, yeah, I want to hear like, about this. Like, yeah, story. Like you something. woke up and there was a tail attached to you and you have someone telling you as your lawyer, you need to take these drugs. Like, did that happen? Like, Give us a man, moment. Paint a picture. Man, Dolly. We did real shit. It was real. <laughs> no, I know. So tell us one of the real moments. I want it you to paint us a picture with your mind. <laughs> real moments of what? Like where you woke up and you said to yourself, All right, you go, this Shane. is fucking crazy. This this right now, this well, moment, I'm going to encode this in my head so that I can forever tell this story to myself at least. All right. I'm, so I'm walking on stage, walking on stage in front of 20,000 people, Australia, big day out festival, fucking did cocaine with fucking fat Mike from no effects. Yeah. Like, fucking high as shit. He's by the stage and fucking everything's fucking on. I'm going like this. Shane back there. Shane really, for Amen, became too the all stage guy. He wasn't just behind the drums because my drums got destroyed anyway. So he was all over the stage, mm -hmm. kind of. I don't even know his job was everything in that band. Stage guy, because <laughs> Casey wrecked everything. So Shane would go around and fix it, right? So anyway, I'm. It, it was a big ass crowd festival situation. Like I said, rocks. I the fucking Jack White standing there, whatever. Whatever, and, Jack White just hanging out there. It might get loud. Yeah, White Stripes were on the bill. Anyway, Casey Chaos fucking comes and just walks onto the stage and throws a bottle about half full of vodka right at my fucking face, man. And, you know, luckily I have the reflexes of a cat and I, <laughs> I, I happen to look up. Well, you have I, to because of Kiss. You have to because you are the cat. Well, in all seriousness, it would have fucking bloody it would have fucked me up man and and for and we hadn't even played one note the band was on the feedback had started we always started with the guys just hit a chord yeah and so fucking and he did that to me and like i swear to god when i i i happened to just he looked right at me and did it and just threw up i didn't do we we were friends i don't know he was crazy what? he's crazy 
So where he's crazy. So anyway, when he fucking threw it, I, I went like this and it fell. It fucking bruised my heart. Like I played the show, but that fucking Mike, who wasn't even fat from no effects. <laughs> well, if he's where a did they get that name? Where did fat like, Mike come no, from? No, no, no. Fat Mike, fat Mike, by the way, was fucking sober. He decided to do coke because he'd never done it. He goes, and we're rock stars now because he was on this big tour. He was just taking the piss, man. Fat Mike's the, the shit. He, he's not like he's a the coolest guy. motherfucker. That guy is cool he's as the coolest a guy ever, ever. So anyway, Fat Mike, I hear Fat Mike going, hey, dude, are you all right? Like to him, it looked like the bot because like I said, Another fucking six inches, it would have smashed my fucking Wait, brain. Wait, who threw the bottle? Did I, am I, did I miss the it? The singer, the oh, singer. Oh, okay, okay. Because then I was like, wait a minute, Fat Mike's cool. But wait, did he throw the bottle? Oh, yeah, I was confused. I, I my brain's okay. not firing at full speed, guys. Okay, so continue just, the story. Continue yeah. the story. <laughs> now I know. I like Fat Mike. He, he, and, but that was just one moment. And then, you know, I was so fucking mad at that point. But I, you know, I just... It was an angry, mad music, bad, mad band, right? We were just, I mean, we destroyed the stages and shit, but, but this guy did it on purpose and whatever, and, and would take my drums and throw my fucking cymbal stand in the crowd or whatever, and, and uh, which people don't like, really. Yeah, no. It's but I mean, we had a hardcore crowd, man, <laughs> and um, whatever. And we, we, we it, that's a whole nother story. But the point is, is Shane and I, became best of friends for like literally we after that then i quit amen and uh within two weeks got the call from sully Arn and within a few months was in got in fucking uh miami living writing a record with godsmack so i uh, and and of course i'm the drummer so i said yeah i got my tech and i'm called shane you know you want to go and be my guy still in Godsmack. I joined in Godsmack. He's like, fuck yeah. And we've been together. It's been, you said 17 years, Shane. It's been like uh, 98 was yeah. Cannibal. So basically uh, so what you're saying is if you committed manslaughter many years in that? 1998 Over 20 years at least, and you right? went to, yeah. to jail, <laughs> Over you guys would still be together when you got out. Like th that's how long you and Shane have been together, and it, it also shows why over, Shane's in the fucking band because it's that's so important for people like to realize that it's not just about. First off, Shane, you're a fucking righteous vocalist, so like rock on, dude. Thank, but thank you. knowing you're a badass dude and that you can go on the road with this dude is so clearly a really important thing, especially if you're in a blues band, because most bands don't have the privilege, like you said, to be like Godsmack. Even when you're in Amen, you clearly attack. What do you mean attack, dude? We're lucky we have a sound guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. a fucking tech? Jesus Christ, what, what, are you gonna give me a bathroom next? Like, holy shit. So, like, uh, I am so excited to hear that you guys have gone that deep because it also explains why your music sounds so fucking trippy. You guys sound locked the fuck in because I know Shannon has been playing with Tony for fucking pushing two decades. And it sounds to me like you guys have been literally in the trenches having vodka bottles thrown at you. So um, yeah. it sounds just, like it on, the, on, on Apocalypse Blues Revival. And everyone should go to the link at the bottom of the page that Corey so politely edited <laughs> in there for us with the video that drops today because April Fools, you get music. So there you go. <laughs> hey. Well, so so at what at what point did the idea for at what point did the idea for Apocalypse Blues like come up? Because obviously, you know, you guys were together for all these years touring, doing different projects. So where did this idea come up to do music together, like an original project? That's a good story. 
I can probably, Shannon could tell it. I can tell it, whatever. Five, <laughs> four, three. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Someone. <laughs> Am I telling it? Uh, well, the story is uh, of what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it. How the Wait, idea the for Apocalypse Blues in revival the came out. Listen, so here, you want to know how it is that, so what what happened in a nutshell? I, I used to live in Costa Rica. I I've lived. Of course you did. I, I, I have a cool. I I, I enjoyed my life. Okay, I've, I've been blessed to have a, to sit behind that guy who has an artistic vision that you know takes interpreting, and that's where me being his tech for a long time. I can read him, and we're close friends, and I've been able to read him. And so I think what you're talking about with our music is that when I got the opportunity because. I tried out for this band too. It wasn't just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to let Shane sing. We had another, we did 35 songs in a funk band that I got in that project because <clears throat> I'd cut out of the States in 2003. I decided I was touring with Shannon. We were on Metallica. I'd just been, we'd done when Amen, you know, into Godsmack, Godsmack into these world tour, out with Metallica. I felt like I'd kind of hit the, the, the premiere, like I've done this stuff. I wanted to surf. I'm a surfer and, a, and, I, and I needed a little like downtime and I'd gotten an opportunity. Yeah, too to much for a, whom the bell's told. Now you need to go Hawaii, catch a fucking awesome yeah, wave. Right. Well, like, God an, damn it. Why not? And I love Costa Rica. I love the beach and the, you know, the, the vibe. And I'd been there and I found this little town I really enjoyed. And a friend of mine uh, had, had said, Hey dude, like I got a shot. He'd been with this Costa Rican chick who, and he got a shot at this bar that was sitting right on the beach on a beautiful wave that I'd surfed and I loved. And I was like, really? And I was on tour with Metallica and I'm like, having, you know, the time of my life, dude, I was, it was fucking great. But I asked Shannon, I go, dude, I know we've been together a long time, but I'm, I think I need to bounce for a little bit. And I moved to Costa Rica. So he said, cool. I got a replacement. It wasn't hard. He's out on Metallica and there was a friend of his. <laughs> so I went to Costa Rica. While I was in Costa Rica, I mean, I stayed there. I, I didn't even leave for almost a year and a half. And I started a bar and I was getting, you know, doing my thing. And then I, it didn't, what I needed to start working again. <laughs> you know, like I was getting where, fuck, I, I was getting island fever, called Shannon. He's like, you know, you're my boy. Of course you can fucking come back. Let me make some adjustments. I come back to work. During that time, he'd, him and Tony were jamming with a guy that was, was this fucking amazing bass player that was Tony's best buddy. And they were just jamming with other people. They were, and they was kind of funk and, and groove shit. And it was helping Tony because Tony's like way advanced guitar player from what, you know, he writes great shit in God's neck, but this is a whole nother level of stuff that they were doing. And Shannon had all these ideas. So they're writing all this stuff. And I was there working and they were recording one night. They were in the studio and they were saying, recording and they're here, like, Hey, man, we don't have an engineer here. We just like, you know, hit record or whatever. And they were doing it. They were doing this groove. They're fucking laying it down. And of course I'm in the, you know, I'm a musician at heart. I'm a singer. I'm, I, I feel shit. And I might just, I just shoot from the hip on stuff. I'm not classically trained on all kinds of stuff, but I shoot from the hip. I got my own thing. And when they were playing, I was like, God damn, this is fucking on, right? I'm like, this is on. And so 
there was a mic in the control room and I just wanted to sing. I just, I just wanted to sing. I wanted to play something over that. They couldn't hear it. It wasn't anything. It was just for me. So I did that. Boom. I'm like, and there, we had this jam and I sang over it. And when they came into the control room, like, oh, God damn, did you get that fucking magic? Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, I did. So they were playing it back. And then there was a little, you see a little light. Like, what was this other track? you know what was that i was like oh well i couldn't i couldn't help it but i i fucking i sang a little track over that and shannon was like oh no shit well fuck let's hear that and he's listening to it and i remember it felt pretty good because they're like huh because i was just freestyling you know it wasn't it was ad lib to say the least a lyric i lost my strap today (laughs) yeah yeah, they go. It goes like <laughs> I lost my stride today. My reason to. I was like, "Hey, you want to be our singer?" <laughs> I got this yeah. band, man, and we and played so we, and we were we, ants, and I called us the piss ants. They were the piss ants, and we were going to wear masks, and we were going <laughs> to hold on. Let's check this out. So, can I tell you? I had an epiphany oh this God. week, Shane. I figured out if there was any song that embodies Shannon and now you, now that I know the, what you guys are like and why you're friends and it makes total sense. There's a song. Have you guys seen the movie? Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's a visual aid. That's That's Shannon. That's That's Shannon's character. For anyone that's red. I mean, for anyone that's thing, listening, you, check out the video. Yeah, you have to watch the video and please subscribe yeah. to 2020-d.com. April Fools, fuck you. Hold on a second. I need to tell you guys that I had this like moment of epiphany this week because every time I talk to Shannon, like for example, this week when I was talking to Shannon, we were <laughs> Alex Goldnick came up because like I mean, come on, he's important, he's fucking awesome and legendary, and he was like, oh. We toured with the, with those guys in Wrathchild, and if you talk to him, just be like, thank you for your kindness. or what. But I was talking to him. I was going back and forth. I was having a sidebar. So I actually wrote to Alex, if like, you know, hey, you know, Shannon from Godsmack says, you know, hi, and, um, you know, he wanted you to know that he appreciated your kindness. And I screenshot it, and I sent it to Shannon. And then he writes back, like, five hours later, what's up? And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, I don't know what world you're living in, but I want to be there. So I realized at that moment that it's like the Little Mermaid when she goes, I want to be where the people are. I want to see I want to see them dancing. And she's like all confused by all the things that have sunk under the sea. And all she has is a little like a guy, you know, talking in a Jamaican accent, man, walking around like a crab telling you like what's going on up there. And I feel like that's Shannon trying to get through the world but he doesn't have to because he's a princess underneath the sea just fucking swirling around in his own ocean that loves him uh, you know i i just look at it like fucking uh you know you think that salvador dali really cared about the reality that was swimming around him you know like fucking fucking willie nelson got high in the white house you know like we gotta think about deeper things you know what i mean like, like willie but, nelson getting yeah. high in the white house that is pretty fucking deep you know the whole interdimensional board things I, well, hey, by but, the way, but don't you think that martha washington got high in the white house but then you realize no, it wasn't a white house i'm yet. sorry that i left 
John Lennon gave back his knighthood, you know. I'm just saying. Um, you so know. What, what, hold on. What conversation in your brain were you having that ended with John Lennon gave back his knighthood? Because that's know. awesome. Like, what, yeah, I mean, that's rock star thing, but like, what was, yep. what was the thought that, that, that spawned? Yeah, he's so rock and roll. He gave back his. He's not Sir John. He's he's just John because he said fuck it. No, no, no. I just saw that you know Kenny Wayne Shepherd. You know was you know the blues community. I'm just a little pissed about that. I don't like to get political and all, but you know Kenny Wayne's a car collector and he had a fucking replica of the Dukes of Hazard car, and so the fucking you know blues Grammy fucking thing, uh, which he w w won. They however they do it took it away from him because of you know he had pictures of him with this uh you know with the duke the hazard car wait yeah, yeah. it took away a grammy because he had a dukes of hazard car well it wasn't the grammys it was the blues association thing but it was it's important to blues and you know and it was bullshit and you know kenny wayne chubb is about the least racist fucking guy on the planet and he collects muscle cars everyone knows it that's a fan and follows him that's and for right. them to do that that car, you know, and then he had to come out to, you know, I covered the flag up years ago or whatever. And then, you know, and all, all, of course, all the blues, black blues. Do people not remember that Lemmy walked around in full fucking Nazi swastika garb all the time and people still play Ace of Spades all the time like it's no problem? <laughs> Well, you know, that Lemmy, we're talking Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Motor. No, I know, but I'm just saying I'm a Jew. It didn't offend me. It just made me like Lemmy more. I don't know why. Because I think that's a hateful thing, but it's just he was fucking out of his mind, and you expect him to be doing crystal meth wearing a fucking Hitler hat. Like, why wouldn't he be doing that? <laughs> he would fucking put it, you know, in his Coca-Cola, you know, to the day he died. Yeah, that's how he did that's it. That's the old-style Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. Put crystal meth in your Coke. That was Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Lemmy rule. Killed by death! <laughs> Killed by death! Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was the most that was the most that was the thing in the, in the movie airheads that i thought was the most authentic you know joke which was who you know when they're talking to egon spangler harold ramus as some, most people know him uh who's the record executive they said who would win in a fight lemmy or god and and, and of course you know he's like well uh, and he's like trick question lemmy is god and that's how I knew that that movie had some gravitas and that Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, whatever his fucking name is, um, were a band. Buscemi. 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 The, the, the Lone Rangers. Buscemi. The Lone Rangers. Three Lone Rangers. You're a Cologne Ranger. So, yeah. Well, Cologne range taking a lot of left turns there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Somebody reel this back. Yeah, in, I think please. I think what we were we were getting to is so you guys were in the piss ants, <laughs> and uh, right somehow, somehow that turned into the apocalypse blues revival. So let's connect right. the story there. I, I tried out for the band. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I tried out for the band, Corey. I, I did. Yeah. So, but I was in the I was in that band. I was living in Costa Rica, and I and I landed. He said, "Let's do this thing," and we did because of that little. It was happenstance. So then they moved to Florida. Nobody was living in Florida then. But then Shannon and Tony, they migrate to Florida. Well, the bass player wouldn't go. I'm a Cal. And I, at Do the you time, mean people I in general was, didn't live in Florida or that God smack. 
did not live because I feel like people had already habitated Florida at that point. Ben, maybe not ben stop, stop talking. Don't, don't stop answer stop Ben's talking. questions. They're they're off topic. Just ignore them. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I I didn't then while I was in Costa Rica, uh, and then I get to California, and Shannon and Tony are in, in uh, Florida. But they're playing a lot and the, their affliction to play blues music and be do dirty little haunts and just to get their uh their mind out of godsmack world not that i mean godsmack world's awesome but it's a different world and they they're musicians you know like they need to they hone their craft well, anyone that just like listens to only one like style of music that like considers themselves a musician <laughs> She's boring their mind. It's just like Frank Zappa said, because that's one thing we have in common, Shannon, is our love for Frank Zappa, is that a mind is like a parachute. It does not work unless it's open. That's true, man. But, it, you know, what happened was when Shane went to Costa Rica, that ended the funky ants. Because we, by the way, just a quick side Wait, note. You were the piss ants and they went to the funky ants? Yeah, let me just do this. I can do this one quick because I've said it before. But... So in, in regards to the, the piss ants, that fateful night that Shane was in the control room, that's a true story. He really did that. We came in and really started that band right there. And, and it became something that lasted six, seven years, over 35 songs, like you said, over five, five different studios. We recorded together, writing music together. But all the while, the big machine, Godsmack, was gone. So we would do it whenever we'd have breaks. And then when Shane went to Costa Rica, well, and after we had got masks, suits, man, like he showed you a doll. We had dolls. We had, we had all this, this big marketing plan. And then we went for the big deal, you know, like whatever they went for, the big ones, Nickelodeon. And Disney. So anyway, the piss ants became, uh, you know, after investors got involved and everything. And our music was very happy and positive anyway. And it was true. It was funk in the vein of like. Oh, Sly and the Family Stone was, was nice. like, the, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, For me, yeah. I wanted to be funky and positive. I am everyday people, motherfuckers, right? Or whatever. And so everything, that was a, a rule. Our lyrics had to all be positive, right? And so with that said, then when one of our investors, Paul Geary, manager of Godsmack, $50,000, um, came in and said, hey, I'll give you guys some money and um, let's try and get a fucking deal. But tone it down. And let's write for the fucking tweens. And I had this comic book written and Shane found an artist. We got a fucking dude to make a comic book that was going to come with the wreck. We had this whole market. Wait, Gary convinced you to make a comic book? Listen, no, man. I, was you know, right. had it written, I, I made the fucking comic book, all right? Okay. I wrote the story and fucking the whole band. We had this whole plan. And, and me and Shane write these crazy cool lyrics and it, it was fun, man. And it was all fun. And our, our whole thing too, is we could be like kiss and not fucking no one know who we are. We'd have these masks on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like Tony and I, who were in Godsmack and with this band, you know, wanted to be, we could be anonymous and we could play true funk music and blah, blah, blah. And for kids, then it became, you know, I like funk and ice cream and shit. It went. <laughs> and, and, so, that shit was dope and and but it didn't get signed man and you know we we shopped it around and once you've shopped to the majors you don't want to go to you know whatever and 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 it was a side thing and it was a gamble and we we, we didn't get signed so shane in the meantime had 
moved to Costa Rica. So the band was, well, you know, the market, the machines trying to get a sign or whatever. And went and had a bar down there and everything was so happy and blah, blah, Godsmack. Now we're writing the next record. And so the, the funky ants didn't ever break up. Hey, you know, we're breaking up, Shane. It was like, we just, we didn't, uh, we no longer just were together. Shane moved out of country. We were jamming. I was mm-hmm. in Boston a lot, whatever, man. And it, the band dissolved. And so a year and a half later, and the, no, three years later, because writing of the next record was when Tony and I started jamming with, with doing blues. And it was called Blue Cross, by the way. And we played for six years as Blue Cross with no record deal, no aspirations for a record deal. Our whole thing was to play blues in small clubs to get away from the whole big machine of being must be nice. We're very grateful to be, but in this huge fucking band, man, you know what I mean? In the rock world, we can, we're in this big band. And so it's nice to come for us and just have, by the way, total freedom and no pressure to jam on the stage yeah. and write these songs that are just, they don't have to be for the radio. They don't have to be hit songs. They can be written for people who like mushroom tea. Uh, uh, it can be. I have a new song, by the way. It's called "Skinny and the Mushroom Fairy." Where do you hear it, Shane? It's fucking dope. <laughs> that's a new. That's yeah. new to me. Skinny and the, the mushroom, mushroom fairy. fairy. They're going to be, gonna be Which, honored when they hear this epic. I can't wait to tell them. That he's going to be stoked that you even did that. Don't tell him. Don't tell him till it's done, though. And then okay, play him okay. the song. So check this one out. <laughs> Here you go, yeah. Skinny and the Mushroom. Fairy. Anyway. But uh, that's an inside deal, boys and girls, which, which, by the way, that brings me to I'm sorry to the 2020 crew for leaving so abruptly on the last. But what happened was (laughs) when when the tea did kick in, sometimes I get nausea and, (laughs) you know, and at first, no, I was I was zoning and everything was cool. It wasn't really about dust mites that drove me off it was, it was more it was more about like nausea you know and so at that point i had to get into a fetal position yeah so that's how, i can't remember how i said i said something like all right i'm consciously gonna i gotta speak. go yeah it's all good man it, that no, that was, episode cool. actually hasn't come out yet it's gonna come out in a couple weeks so I think it was what, a good one. Off. Yeah. It's April 1st, right? Yeah. So it'll yeah, be- yeah, no, but the, the, the thing is, it's funny because you're like, I've been on this three times in a month. I'm like, yeah, like in reality, but not in our 2020 world. <laughs> not in 2020 I know you're world. in Shannon world, but like no one knows what happened. <laughs> none of those have been yet. The first- they don't even know. No, well, we, we released the first one called the Psychedelic Biker. <laughs> we understand. We we foreshadow Shannon. Yeah. And then it shows the, the how he's built a relationship, a synergy amongst yeah. Siobhan, myself, and Corey. Uh, we have a mutual understanding. Then we got, we came back because he had said something to us, which we thought was a challenge. He likes David Abruzzese. We're friends with David. So we're like, fuck it. So he said he'd come co-host if we got David. So I had David kind of send him an old school WWF, like Hogan. Yeah, Hogan. <laughs> but spoken but through, a through a lava lamp. lamp. So you understand that this is how he calls, this is how he calls <laughs> Shannon. Um, and he, he basically says, Shannon, you got to get 2020 with me. And it turns out that apparently he had been a fan of his and had been watching him since Wrathchild oh, yeah. and said he had met him with a boa constrictor around his fucking neck. Well, so we invited them back on the show. Yes. Shannon took 
a half ounce of mushrooms in tea, which by the way, if anyone knows, a side effect of even a small amount of mushrooms can be it's like, it's nausea. So I a half ounce of mushrooms, like, and not throwing up, that's a champion. We grind them up, and then you just put them in the, uh, and lick them like that when I'm taking motorcycle rides, because it just numbs the pain. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but... The uh, point being, there is an episode coming out of 2020 yeah. very soon that uh, I don't think you guys are going to want to miss. <laughs> it was a fun that's one. What, that's yeah, what that Shannon really is referencing fun. right David now. Looks like, uh, David Abruzzese looks like he's Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Literally, it's <laughs> fucking, and he just finds a dog on the side of the road. It's, this is my is. first podcast. I've never even done this shit. Shannon had to pep talk me to do it, actually. You I hope fun? you're enjoying it. Yeah. I, it's it's easy. It's, it's, your, it's because of you guys. I think it's because I showed up early, like a worker. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're also the fucking real deal, dude. Like, I, I love the fact that Shannon's like, gone. Came on, like, we lost Shannon. Have, yeah, Shannon's, Shannon's been gone. Like, how long has he been here for real though, in Shannon time? But Did he Shannon, leave? He is, I think his internet. Who knows maybe. what's up with Shannon? He, Remember he said his, his internet was what? Uh, unstable. Uh, yeah. Unstable. Clearly, <laughs> it wasn't lying. <laughs> but I I, I'm saying that as soon as you signed on, Shane, like we, I was like, this guy's the real deal. He looks like he's the real. Like, he, like unless you're lying to me, this guy's the real deal. He. No, he, I don't know. I don't know like how that. to do anything different. I like. I just say it. I'm being honest. He <laughs> he had to pep talk me. I'm like, you know, I don't what. What the fuck do I have to say, really? You know, he's like, no, well, you you're the singer, dude. It's, it's so you're cool to. To hear the backstory of you, I can tell that you guys really have a close relationship. I mean, it's so cool to have that. I think it's pretty rare for someone to have like a companion like that through so many different projects and, you know, making music together, touring together. Almost two like, decades. That's a long, that's yeah. a long fucking time. I mean, bro. more if you started in, you know, mid late 90s, right? That's over 20 years, like like 25 years. That's incredible. That's, yeah, you know, it is a trip. And I have to say, like, since it's out there in the world, like I definitely was uh i thought this through where i got into being a backline guy i got into working in the music industry to find my moment and my tribe to make music with right and me and shannon there's a communication thing that helps because as we all know you're musicians i look we're all musicians and it doesn't you don't have some classically trained some you like you have so much. I was looking at what, all the shit you've done. I can't touch on that. I, but I have a lot of touring experience, you know, like I, I the work part of this lifestyle. I got, First off, can we just start and, off by saying, if you're trying to compare yourself in any way, shape or form to any of Siobhan Cronin's accolades, you no. might as well just slit your wrist because, and, and give up <laughs> because it's obnoxious. Thank She's got like master's <laughs> degrees. She's like a trained uh, show pony. <laughs> Um, no, but I've learned so languages. much more. Hold on, shut up. I'm not done talking about you. Um, she's fucking plays seven. Okay, listen to this, guys. This is a true story. Shin, listen to this. Listen to this. You'll appreciate this. I thought that I had something over Siobhan because I'm stupid. I thought that I could play this beautiful piano and that when she would come play her violin that I was like showing her something that maybe one day she could understand. Turns out she's a better pianist than I am too, but she was just doesn't take she doesn't call herself a pianist and therefore th let me think for years that she didn't even play because she's just so humble she didn't want to tell me that i'm not as fantastic as eric gales thought he was i was intimidated i looked no. i had to i had to research a little because i didn't want to come in my first time like i said like this is a whole different thing shannon had to coerce oh, it me it takes once 
Yeah. Clearly, yeah, no, yeah, as you can clearly see, you didn't watch really any of our episodes because then you would have not, you wouldn't have been afraid at all. You would have yeah, realized we have no idea what we're doing. And we're, <laughs> I, I don't watch this. I'm not, it, it's not, it's not my wheelhouse. You don't watch no. it either. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no disrespect. I'm not disrespecting. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, just, just I can't, saying. I can't say. Yeah. No, I'm not keeping up with what people well, are saying or thinking. <laughs> oh, hold on. But, but why would you want to, why would you, when you're, having a bar on the beach in Costa Rica. Like, okay, let's get in the mind of Shane for a moment. Let's get in the hall of the Mountain King over here. Shane Hall of the Mountain hall fucking the crazy. Mountain over here, okay, with his fucking Robert Plant meets fucking crazy man meets fucking I should be singing the blues somewhere. And and he lives in Costa Rica, fuck. So you're going from the mountains to you got, you're like, you're at Whistler one moment and then the next moment you're like, I'm catching a fucking wave in Zealand, bro. And then next thing you know, he's fucking touring Europe with fucking Shannon. Then he's backpacking, playing in a band called the Piss Ants that writes funky Disney Disney music what the flying fuck you have nothing to say Shane I gotta tell you bro I gotta tell you I feel you enlightened by you because you know what you can have all the tick 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 ticks on the screen but the fact is why would you want to watch a podcast like this if you could build a fucking bar on the beach it means that we don't you don't need what we're providing right now unless you want it unless you want it. you can have it if you want it but you don't need it. The people that are listening to this somehow, just like we do, kind of need us. Hey, it's like, Benny. A, it's a, it's like a, a codependent relationship that neither can quit. Benny, is is this show 2020 big in like Boston? You're in Boston, right? I don't know. You have to ask Corey. He did his mom the watches it. We know that. My mom. Yeah. There's about that, but <laughs> well, she's more Worcester. Siobhan, are you in Boston? No, I'm in Miami. No way. Yeah. yeah Miami. Are you coming to the show? What? What show? show? Oh, I'm giving away play, my cards. We're not playing Miami, but we're starting to play. We're going to weekend warrior it. Where? Be, uh, well, we're playing Punta Gorda. Okay. And then, and then we're playing. Uh, we're playing, in fact, in this place called Engleberry, I think. Right. Or Castleberry. Castleberry. Okay. Are the dates public? Like, are they online? Can people find this, them? Yes. Memorial Day weekend. Listen, if okay. you go to uh, if you go to you know apocalypseblues dot com or whatever, we have yes. it on the, or on our Facebook. It's all over everywhere. Now. I, I just want to say it's, it's it's the apocalypseblues dot com. I know that because yeah. I said the wrong. I said apocalypseblues revival uh, on the first episode, and it didn't exist. It didn't go anywhere. I felt bad, so I actually bought the domain. So <laughs> it now redirects apocalypseblues revival redirects to the apocalypseblues revival. Yeah. So, Dude, so, so wow. if you guys oh, wow. want it, I'll like, transfer. Guys, I'll transfer. It. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> I felt bad because I was given the wrong address the entire first podcast. Coolest, how maniacal <laughs> that could have gone? Because like, if I had bought it, I'd be like Shannon. Okay, <laughs> you'd be okay. like negotiating how much. I, I really like giving you guitars. Christmas card for me. <laughs> I hope that Siobhan was nice of you. Like, like, I don't believe in Jesus. And then you well, wear But listen, when we play in that, uh, I think Castleberry or Angleberry. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, look right now. Um, it's a blues rock vintage car festival. Wow. And, so, and that's why Shane is going to give his 6-4 Riviera. Uh, okay. Away. But of course, you know, you'll get 
did Shane, did you already explain that, Shane? We're going to get it. might not be at that show. I'm buying a record anyway because I support all bands. To be honest, it might not be at that show unless we sold all 300 records by the time. Can I I ask a favor? I'll ask it on the air. Can you guys personalize one and like write like, fuck you, Benny. Like you suck. Because I put them up in my studio, as you can see around me. I'm like surrounded with tessellations. Yes. Of of just of like signed (laughs) shit. So yes. I, I would love well, we'll you should write something really obnoxious like you know you suck or mow my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will I'll give you the money for it because I think everybody that's listening should go buy your record and support all the bands that you love because where you might think that this is an easy thing it's not an easy thing. Um, everyone thinks it's unrealistic because it is unrealistic. It's very, very, very hard for bands to make a money uh, to make money doing what they love. Uh, artists at all. So I recommend, please, please go buy the fucking record, buy the shirts, go fu- buy your friends' fucking records. Don't Support make the them band. ask Support you. The music, it's obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Because Siobhan's just used to being called in because she's a violinist. Because again, only people with money can afford Siobhan. That's not true. There are so many things that I do for nothing. So many things. I care about the music. Well, you do because you're a humble person. But like the fact is, is that you basically play cricket, which like none of us (laughs) can afford to play. Like, literally, like, Shane, did you learn the violin? No, he was already fucking working a full-time job by the time his brain couldn't encode the technique <laughs> required to play even remotely like you, and why would he waste his time? Because nobody's going to play close to you because you're fucking, literally, your mom's a tiger mom. And Marie no, if, Cronin it, if it makes you feel any better. might as well just fucking waterboarded you into playing Paganini. No, I, I was lucky growing up. No, thank you, deal. thank you. But if it makes you feel better, Benny, I actually paid my my way through college and my masters, and I used to and take buses. Your mom buses. probably made you. And feel, no, made she you didn't feel make bad me. She, she oh. just she she spent her money on high school <laughs> education, and that was it. So that was I, As I she paid was my way your diamonds. She was probably like pay for the next semester with her like forty seven <laughs> carats of diamonds <laughs> and her Louis Vuitton and her Burberry. It's fucking awesome, guys. Uh, there's a reason hey, she's so good. No, a Florida band, Siobhan. Sorry. Star set a Florida band? Is it no, your- they're based in Ohio in Columbus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys are all from Columbus area generally, but then the string players, there's me and then a cellist. The cellist is based in Vegas and then I'm in Miami. Nice. Yeah. Well, the truth is, is when you have two billion streams, you might know this because you might be in a band that's at this level. But when you Where have two you billion at? streams, oh, you can live in different states. It works. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? Where do you dwell? Uh, in Miami, so not South Beach, but like mainly no, in Miami. He's asking Corey, Siobhan. Oh me. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I'm I just, didn't hear. I'm just leaving uh, Siobhan. Sorry, he's always mean to me. I'm used. I'm to just it. 30 minutes south of Boston. I'm not too far, Ben. I'm just like yeah, a little south of further than Ben. He's an Attleboro guy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Man, we got people on the West Coast here, and the Florida, and the Boston. We fucking kick ass, man. We're all this hanging. Well, that's why I was asking <laughs> packed powder versus, you know, like just normal crazy, like because we we I, I'm a New England guy, so we don't get that kind of fucking snow that you get in Whistler or Mammoth. I can go fucking rocket with you, but like that's not how I grew up because I'm not like Siobhan, where I'm cultured. No, I can't snowboard for shit. I skied a little no, I bit, know. but you, you learned about things at the Louvre. Yeah, I tried snowboarding, but I was horrible. Absolutely horrible. This sounds arrogant. I can do both. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> oh, shit. I never, I never tried I snowboarding because I got good at skiing and I figured to myself, like, why start over again? I know, but you got to have that tight butt the whole time you ski. You got to <laughs> loosen up a little, have some soul. So snowboarding works for that. <laughs> I'm just joking. I kind of like having a tight ass. Though. I made that shit. I made that shit up. 
<laughs> no, it's no, it's true. It really works your ass, it, and you're, it's also like doing the the hoverboards. Like you really do work your core. It's like when you ski oh. or you or you go down. It, it, people don't realize that. How do those guys do so well? They have insane core strength and can use their brain like a fucking like Nintendo controller and be like because it requires such crazy little movements and people don't get it. And that's why they end up hitting trees. <laughs> All right. And on that note, don't go down the glade. Don't go down the glade. It's not a good story. idea. <laughs> What's that? Bring it back in. Um, so it is April Fool's Day, and you guys have now officially released the video for your track, brand new track, No One Will Miss Me. Featuring uh, about Kenny, Transcendence. Kenny James from the Great Rare Earth. Kenny James, who played the keys on that one, the Hammond B3, which, nice. by the way, the Hammond B3 that he played it on came from Muscle Shoals Studios. And it had a, a, a legendary a, a little like extra knob thing on it um, that they claimed Greg Allman put on there. But that I don't know. But I do know that it was actually bought from Muscle Shoals Studio. And that's Greg. So therefore, Greg Allman could very well have played it. So the great Kenny James from Rare Earth, who got a, a Grammy nomination when I was the year I was born, by the way, this cat, he's playing on the keys, right? Amazing. Uh, on this song, which is pretty phenomenal, right? Right, Benny? Come on. That's amazing. Well, 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 this is the thing that people have to understand. That back Rare in the day, Earth. before there was Nord leads, before there was VST instruments, where you could just plug into the middies or get your fucking Casio or realistic at Radio Shack. You had to get, you had to get, okay, a fucking real organ. You couldn't just bring it anywhere, bro. Like this was a fucking 600 pound fucking thing. And you got a Leslie speaker that turned around. And then if you wanted fucking distortion, you literally distorted it. And then pe people played with their feet. That is a different thing, and it was a rare thing, and it happened in Rare Earth, which is a band that if you don't know <laughs> funk, if you don't know soul, if you don't know what a Hammond B3 sounds like. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, all I that. know is Kenny James played on this new video, and uh, and he played in, in the great Rare Earth. But on, but what, but, what, what, but so you said you you told me on the fucking thing, no I know right? but, but can I say something about it now let me ask you this was it called is it the Mandala effect this, you've been talking you've been talking Kenny James one second <laughs> Kenny James <laughs> is like the Mandala him, effect yeah. it's like oh, the Mandala effect because you don't even need to say he's legendary because yeah if that's, you said that's how our Siobhan, show works Ben talks and then you know we wait Benny is a big talker same Benny 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 um now God damn it. See, that's what happens. Well, yeah, welcome to welcome our know. world. Oh, no, I was talking because it meant, oh, no, Benny told me that he was like an encyclopedia of anything from Del Shannon up to fucking whatever, right? And I'm, I'm thinking, good. Right. I mean, I, see, I, listen, listen, this is one of these things that Shane and I have in common. And one of the things that we bonded from music about is like we have a knowledge of whatever, older 60s, 50s music or whatever from his sister's singing, perhaps, or my mom and dad certainly listen to all that shit, right? And so, uh, 
and and then there are it you, was. Are you, are you, are you trying to like, test me out? Like, do you? Well, first off, it really pisses me off because I just got a Randy Rhodes Sandoval V, and it's in the shop right now being worked on. So I would have totally just grabbed it with the polka dots and the fucking bow ties. But for, uh, I gotta tell you that I loved. First, I love all of that kind of stuff. And I say that because I grew up in an oldies radio station, 1310 AM stereo in WORC in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is actually where John Garabedian, the infamous open house party, um, heard in 175 uh, markets uh, for 40 years, um, is started off. And I listened to a lot of that stuff, everything from the Supremes and uh, to, to the Beatles, but you know, like Dion and the Belmonts. Like I knew a lot of D Dion songs versus just Dion and the Belmonts. And that's one of those things that like, I didn't internalize till later when you see people in their 60s or 70s and they want to dance. And you're like, dude, put on Run Around Sue. And then you realize that that guy's just a scoundrel. Like listen to those lyrics. Like how were they not offended? But that was a different time. And I, I mean, Get Ready by Rare Earth. That's a fucking amazing song. Or hey, big brother, don't you fucking test me, Larkin. I will fucking own you. <laughs> no, I love all that shit, man. And I pay my, my homage to it because that's how I respect you. Because anyone that thinks that if you're in a band that's as successful as Godsmack and you write <laughs> music that's as good as Godsmack and you have as consistent hits as Godsmack, as Shannon has let us know, casually just happens. It's just number ones with that band. I, you need to, in my opinion, as a producer, as a musician, get the funk out. Literally, Geary tells you with the band Extreme, Nuno Betancourt, <laughs> it's true. You got to get the funk out because sometimes, you know, playing uh, that, that chuggity chug 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 metal thing. Look, man, it's awesome in front of Metallica's crowd. In fact, the fact that they don't boo you in front of Metallica tells you how important you are to rock and roll and heavy metal. Because, you know what, I feel like opening for Metallica or Iron Maiden or Slayer is literally the kiss of death, unless you're Kiss. You know what I mean? And then it's not, because they love you too. And I think that you have to go play blues, or you have to go play funk to continue to keep that shit fresh. Or otherwise it's gonna dry out like your weed without one of those fucking things that keeps it all like nice hyperclimate in there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the blues is the hyperclimate. I need to smoke some weed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all do Get at this the point. Climate going. Yeah, <laughs> you can use a uh, one of those jars with the clamp too. It keeps your weed nice and moist. There you go. <laughs> moist <laughs> is a terrible word, Shannon. Let's not say moist. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shannon and Shane, listen. <laughs> do you guys? I love juice, man. I love juice. <laughs> What's up, Corey? <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to let? Uh, our listeners, our viewers know about uh, yes. with the Apocalypse Blues Revival Please and anything you guys are going on. Yes, we are We are playing. And so I've, and it's been, I've thought about this and um, I will say that I'm 53 and that this is the longest I've never played my drums in front of a crowd in my yeah. entire life since I was 12, literally. And that's saying that's fucking many years. I'm not good at math. I'm good at drones. So it's 41 <laughs> that's years. A, that's at least like 30. Fucking 40 something. years. 40 yeah, so it looks years. like it's, 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 you have May 28th and 29th. Does that sound right? You have Port Charlotte and then Castleberry, Florida, right? Yes. 
Javon, yes. Yes, so face. I will be there. And I'm like, what is that? The thing in between your, like, your asshole or some shit? <laughs> and the vinyls so, are shipping pretty what? soon. Woo! I want my fuck you vinyl. I'll send you my $100 Venmo. Just let me know. No, no, it'll, be on the, it'll be on the website. We're doing a little bundle package that there's going to well, be 300 it's the Apocalypse Revival. We'll give away my car. My car the ApocalypseBluesRevival.com. And if you go to Apocalypse Blues Revival, Corey was nice enough to buy the domain 2020 you because maybe he'll hold you like ransom. I mean, we need to talk about this offline, Corey. I feel like you're being awfully kind without like consulting us. That uh, seems awfully selfless of you. I really love yeah. Corey. He's my new favorite person. That was a good call, he's, Corey. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was really only well. saving my own ass for giving the wrong URL, so I, <laughs> it's, not, it's not completely. I just want to celebrate. Some rare. E, e I just want to celebrate yes. at Apocalypse Blues Revival dot com. Don't listen to Ben. The the he smoked too many things. The he forgot everything. The link, the link will be below. I promise you. Wherever you're listening or watching, the link you just click on it. Hold it'll on. take you there. If you tell it to them wrong, they'll have to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like they'll go back and they'll be like, what was he saying? And then they'll no, look it No, let's up. just be clear and let's... let them look at the link. But the point is so, buy the vinyls, go to the show. Right, you're show going, the... right, Siobhan? Yeah, I'm t- I will totally go. That's yeah, right. You know, because with all can... your fame and power and juice, we need that. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I will definitely share it. Hopefully my Florida friends will come check it I out I can't too. bring any That'd juice, but I can bring juice. Well, Do listen. that. Let Do that. that. Just make sure they... We're playing. We're going to play every weekend that we can in the great state of Florida. And we already have like a lot of other gigs that are just not confirmed, but that I've personally spoken to the places and they say, yes, this date. So we have about, I would say, you know, probably eight shows that I'll, you know, have to get confirmed. Well, we'll make sure that right. by the time this actually airs, if those shows exist, it's airing on April first. The Shannon World, <laughs> they exist, um, which is today. The, the, <laughs> I mean, but but like literally, like they've materialized into a format that he can then direct. We will make sure that that hyperlink and that those dates are then displayed. Yeah, I so just that our stoner minds don't have to know. I just say uh, I'm just I'm not talking about when or announcing it or whatever. I'm just saying that as a fucking you know, musician, it's just very exciting, you know, to play again. That's all. Yeah, I don't, uh, absolutely. I don't so happy anything. for you guys. I'm with you, dude. I haven't played in forever. I was even saying that, like, Shane, I used to, first show Shane knows. Knows. Out, bro. And, and it's only a 300 seater, but we'll, we'll probably sell out our first show. That'd be cool. Bro, Hell yeah. bro listen, I, 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 want I, I haven't even DJed for people. Like, you never less played out. Like, I'm going out of my fucking mind. So I can only imagine, dude. Please bring me on stage with you sometime. I can't wait to play Start with you guys. Shit, That'll baby. be fun. <laughs> dude, I'll, listen, tell d- tell Shannon to call me later. I'll <laughs> learn whatever he needs me to learn. I just, David Abruzzese, just so you know, he sent me a kink song. And he, it was fucking hilarious <laughs> because he was like, yeah, after I had finished it, was like, yeah, so um, you should keep the organs exactly how they were, and then uh, if you want to do a piano thing, and I just did exactly what I wanted, and then I was like, but I already recorded it and sent it to you, and then he's like, I fucking love it, and so that crazy video you saw him playing, he sent me that, and I play on it, and then it's going to be with um, the dude, um, Roja, uh, what's it? Carmine Rojas. Rojas, Rojas from David Bowie's band. Cool story. Play, like on like Let's wow. Dance. He's playing bass on it. So like I got to say also thanks to David because uh, we're going to be playing on that track. So I play some, uh, it's not it's not Hammond B3. It's more of like uh, Perfect Strangers. 
um, like distorted organ sound with a little bit of the whirly whirls to it. Um, and I put some old school honky tonk piano on it. So um, nice. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to play for you guys. Just let me know and uh, I will jump. And not so even wait, talk. I got to ask want. a question. I just got to ask a question for my own personal thing before we go. So all three of you guys, do you guys do like the record? You enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right Super cool. Right. And the yeah. videos, yeah. man. The videos are fucking out there. They're literally. There's like, a new video coming out today. I think today. you're putting it on your shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah no, it's, it's happening. Link below. Right. Shannon, Shane, Iconic. thank you guys so much for forcing us this to do an, so an extra episode this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was nice to break us, out Giving of us the, an excuse the, to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Break the mold of our Monday, Wednesday, and, or whatever. And I can't Sunday, wait for Wednesday. everyone to come see you guys live and for you guys to sell that shit the fuck out. I'm going to pimp it out to all my Florida Punta friends. Florida, so I we're hope. Coming. We're coming for you, Punta Gorda. Punta Gorda. Punta Gorda. The apocalypse shout survival. Out, shout out Big Lou Phoenix. Big Lou Phoenix and Punta Gorda. We're coming to play for you, man. Right on. 2020. 2020-D.com. 2020theapocalypseblueswrevival.com. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank Thank you for sharing your time. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of 2020. Please visit 2020-D.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Check out the merchandise. Listen to some old episodes. It's all there. This week's throwback clip is from episode number 49, featuring Ulrich Wilde. And here he is talking about working with the legendary Wayne Static of Static X. With Wayne, I think he was very underrated. Um, as a as a guitarist and singer and, and performer overall, the, you know they had they had the, the tribute uh, concert for him after he passed, um, and it, that's when it became clear how how great Wayne actually was with like the range of his voice, how strong it was everywhere, and how accurate his guitar playing was, how just a, 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 what kind of a monster performer he was. Um, that uh, you know, nobody really can hold a candle to him playing those songs uh, the way he played them. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.